Made it to the end of the week. Thanks for checking us out here on USF Bulls Unlimited or Bulls Unlimited 2 whenever you choose to listen to the program. And we have in the next actually 20 minutes, going to be a little bit of a shorter show because we're going to end the hour with a longer than planned Around the American. Normally it's anywhere from three to five minutes on Wednesdays and Fridays, but as you might have heard, We've got a little bit more for you. As the American Athletic Conference announced six new members, you'll hear from Commissioner Mike Oresco. We'll do about a 10-minute version, so at 10 till. Speaking of that, the news has prompted our Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly, to want to do a new Bull Speed Ahead podcast with that being the topic. So look for that on Friday night and or Saturday early because Friday night we'll have men's soccer on USF Bulls Unlimited and we're actually taping the podcast late Friday afternoon, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to get it on the air quickly enough, but definitely by Saturday for certain. Of course, Saturday is when our pregame coverage and ultimately the game for USF and Temple will have some last thoughts from not only Temple head coach Rod Carey, also a couple of thoughts by the coordinators of the Bulls on what they're going to be facing on the other side. And of course, full details on the Temple Owls with our two-hour pregame, which starts at 5 o'clock. Saturday on USF Bulls Unlimited. One of our men's basketball newcomers, uh, but a familiar name, Sorrell Smith, coming up in our second segment. Also here shortly, we'll recap last night's women's soccer victory and how rare what happened was this year for the Bulls, but they're in first place and also got some big-time help after we signed off the air. We'll explain. It's all good news. Oh, and speaking of last night, we're going to start off with something that didn't take place in USF land, but certainly involved a recent bull, and that is Dearness Johnson, former running back, of course, for the Bulls out of Immokalee. And what a performance for him with both of the standout running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt Hurt for the Browns. He got his first career start, and with a different quarterback, no Baker Mayfield, it was Case Keenum. People thought, well, this is going to be a struggle for Cleveland. Denver's defense is pretty good. Well, not so fast. Dearness Johnson, 146 yards and a touchdown. We'll play the start and the end because he was good on both sides and got a lot of national hype. Started it off right. For 34, Dearness Johnson inside the 15. All right there. <laughs> Here he is again, left side. Nice cutback, and he sets up first and goal. They have again already in the opening drive and some gashes in the run game. Johnson cuts back, and no signal yet. Touchdown, Cleveland. What a drive. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, obviously, with the call on the national level last night. And he did his job, but it was never going to be an easy game. In fact, Cleveland's defense did a pretty nice job as well, and it stayed Cleveland's advantage pretty much the whole way through 10 nothing at halftime but of course Denver scores to make it 17-14 and Cleveland takes over with 5-15 to go even if you get a field goal you're leaving the door open or you can shut the door and get 52 yards on the drive from your running back this was incredible for Dearness Johnson handoff here Johnson bounces it Dearness Johnson Johnson right side. Oh, boy, do they have a keeper. They hand off. Johnson again. Wow. Oh, man. Got a block from Wyatt Teller, but Dearness Johnson. I think we know who's getting the game ball after this one. Unexplainable. I, I can't even lie to you. Like I didn't. I wanted to celebrate, but I didn't know what to do, man. <laughs> like I just yelled because 
it's been a long journey, man, and just to, to get your first start and get 100 yards and get a touchdown, man, that ain't nothing but God, man. And I give thanks to him. Whatever it took, offensively, defensively, special teams, I thought the guys really played complimentary ball and got a team win. And, and you know, I could single out a bunch of guys, but Dearness Johnson to me is just a warrior, um, great teammate. Uh, what he's fought through in his career, and then to go have a, a night like that and, and to end it how he did uh, on that third down, I thought was just uh, outstanding. The latter voice, Kevin Stefanski, of course, the first voice you heard was Dearness Johnson, and that latter run was third and seven at the Denver 20. So again, with a minute and nine left, Denver's thinking we're going to hold him to a field goal and win it on the other side with six, or with seven in that case. But no, Dearness Johnson gets the eight yards required eight yards required and who knows maybe another start but either way a lot of recognition lebron james of course cleveland tweeted out some praise for t Ernest after he heard about that he freaked out he said are you kidding wow that's my favorite basketball player so when that guy's tweeting about you and of course a lot of current and former usf players doing the same on twitter is actually very enjoyable watching that whole scene unfold on late thursday night of course, tomorrow, again, we'll have plenty more on the matchup itself. But here's a couple of thoughts. As Temple had a bye week last week, and they probably felt they needed it after getting destroyed by Cincinnati 52-3. to Of course, we know how good Cincinnati is. But the Owls were probably thinking they'd do a little bit better, considering they had won their homecoming game with Memphis 34-31 to the week before. Before that, had beaten Wagner 41-7, to but just didn't get it going. So, Kerry, on the bye week, first. We had a good week. We... Uh... Got some self-scout done, got some rest done, got uh, out there and practiced um, a couple times, uh, really three, stealing one for USF. And then, you know, really got the game plan, a good head start on it, and just kind of finishing up that as we tweak and go through the course of the week. Right around 5.45, 45 minutes into our first hour of pregame, you'll hear more on Rod Carey. He scouts the Bulls, but just kind of the attitude this guy has. Uh, you know, he's asked, for example, the performance of his offensive line. He'll tell you. Not up to our standard at this point, um, you know, and that's been a, um, you know, frustrating thing because we certainly feel like uh, we can be playing better up there. and um, We need to get that right. And we spent a lot of time this, uh, this week really addressing that and um, creating that uh, competition, which eventually pushes everybody to be better. So as you might have detected there, maybe a chance to get to the quarterback for the Bulls. The quarterback is a transfer from Georgia. Dewan Mathis throws for about 220 yards a game. What's different about Temple is they really haven't had one running back stand out. They've got three guys between 130 and 190. That's their leading rusher, Edward Sadie, at 190. Some pretty good playmakers receiving the ball. Jose Barbon, 26 catches, not bad for 325 yards. Jaden Blue. A standout player, 20 catches, but get this, 113 yards. That's less than six per catch. So while their offensive numbers don't blow you away, Glenn Spencer, the Bulls defensive coordinator, still have to respect the opposition. Uh, multiple formations, um, shifts, really pain in the tail. It really forces you to simplify a little bit. You know, when you have a lot of tight end sets, two tight end sets that come out like 10 looks and then they move them in, in the box. So receiver motion, tight end motions. Uh, the, the run game is mostly zone principles. It's just different different ways to get to it. Got a quarterback with a live arm. You know, they don't they don't try to do too much. You know, I'm expecting people to try to get physical with us and try to beat us in the run game because we struggle stopping the run. And remember my chat with 
the defensive coordinator airs at around 15 minutes, 20 minutes into the first hour of the pregame. We talk a lot about Antonio Greer and a little bit more about the opponent, but more on the Bulls. On the other side, Charlie Weiss looking at a defense that is pretty good against the pass. In fact, second best in the conference, top 10 in the country, and that gets your attention. Yeah, looking at Temple, their, their defense, they've uh, changed a little bit uh, schematically uh, from what they were a year ago. I think um, they, they're doing some really good things. They got very downhill uh, and aggressive linebackers in a front that uh, really gets after it. Um, they do a great job in the back end secondary. They mix up their coverages really well. Um, you're going to see a whole different variety of coverages. Um, there's some carryover from the scheme that we played last week against Tulsa where they've kind of got the uh, three safety look in the back end and there's a multitude of things that they do out of that, um, which can be a little tricky. Uh, so I think they've, they've done a tremendous job uh, structurally with that stuff. And they're second in the country right now stopping the pass. Uh, and you can tell why uh, with some of the coverages that they run, the variations that can make it pretty difficult on a quarterback. So uh, really got to lock in this week, uh, the quarterback position uh, pass game wise to make sure that we're on point and know where to go with football. So that's football for you. We got more coming. We got soccer. We'll tell you what volleyball is up to this weekend. A chat with Sorrell Smith. Also great news involving a couple of coaches, big-time tenured coaches with USF. Stay tuned. This is Bullsby.